Happy Friday, everybody. It's time for another episode of Made Man, a podcast that I do about madmen. Me, 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 me. Happy Friday, everybody. It's time for another episode of your favorite Mad Men podcast. Made Men, I'm your host, Mr. Mikey. I don't know why I called myself that. And today, just now, I finished washing. The seventh episode of the second season, The Gold Violin. What is The Gold Violin? You know, I liked that these um, these titles of these shows have kind of a double meaning. There's the meaning on top, you know, there's the meaning that's like right out there in the front, and then there's some like subtext to it. And I have not figured that out yet, so maybe we could work that out while I kind of talk about what this episode is and I literally just finished it and let's see if I can remember what the hell I just watched in the order I just watched it probably not so I'm going to go through everyone's story did it open up with Don at the car dealership I think that's what it did Don is at a Cadillac dealership he's looking at cars and um you know the salesman's trying to 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 sell him this Cadillac Saying, look at look at what you walk around and as you walk around every day, don't you think you should have a car to match that? The guy's basically, you know, uh, tickling um, tickling Don's uh, balls with a feather, you know, just selling him up, saying how perfect he looks, saying he needs the perfect car. And uh, he's like, he looked at the car. He's like Don Draper. Oh, you know, oh, you got sent over by uh, by by Roger. So you know, he was sent there as, as a suggestion to Roger, and. Don kind of had a quick flashback to the to a time where he was selling cars. He was already Don Draper, and he was trying to sell a car to a young a young man uh, who was there with his dad. A woman walked in and said, "Excuse me, I've been looking for you for a long time. Are you Donald Draper?" He goes, "Yeah." Um, she goes, and she's like, "You're a very hard man to find. You're not Donald Draper." And that kind of stuck with Don because I think the salesman said something about like. Um, you know, you're you're confident in who you are, or something like that. Basically, like you are, you know, who basically kind of making Don realize I'm not who I am. I'm not who I say I am. So that kind of rattled Don. I thought maybe we were going to have more flashbacks, um, but that was it. It went. That was the only. I think that was the only flashback we had this episode. It was, and you know, it's a flashback because Don is a little brighter. He talks a little uh, happier. And his hair is not uh, oiled back. His hair is a little fluffier. That's kind of how I said, oh, wait, because it took me a second. I was like, wait, what? where are we? Okay, now I realized it. Um, and it just it was just a quick moment, and Don walked out of the, the dealership, didn't buy the car. Uh, later on, he went to the office, and the, 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 the account they were talking about this time was a coffee account. He brought those young uh, guys in. They were in an earlier episode. One's the French guy, and they talk to people in college. They kind of get the young uh, person's approach, and basically young people don't want to be told what to buy. They just want to buy it. They don't want to be told what to do. They don't want to be told things. They just want to discover them basically and that's kind of what they ended up doing they ended up writing a song not a jingle about the wonderful uh you know coffee and it ended up working don ended up getting the, the they ended up closing the deal uh everyone don was very congratulatory to that jerk duck phillips um and but when push come to shove or when the time came for uh, congratulations uh don was invited into uh mr cooper's office not 
Duck. Duck kind of sat, it was like, you could tell Duck was a little disappointed. Uh, but Don's like, hey, man, thanks for your work. Went in there. And basically, they were told, look, you're going to start doing more with you, you, what you, you, we want this company to be bigger. And, and part of that is you doing more and, you know, get your tuxedo ready. You're going to be going out. You're going to be doing things. You're going to be going places. Um, you're going to be representing us more. And he seemed to uh, enjoy that. And that was actually, I think that was, I'm all over the place, but earlier in the episode, um, Roger was like, you need to buy yourself this car. You, you've earned it. You deserve it. Uh, you know, you, you can afford it now. It, it's great to write a check for $6,500 and not care. Uh, and after meeting with Cooper and realizing that he's kind of more of a big wig um, in the company, he realizes he can't afford that car. He goes back and he gets that car. He brings it home. He shows it to, to um, Betty and to Sally and to Bobby and, and takes them all out on a wonderful picnic. And I never watched Mad Men before, but, but I remember walking in uh, once, visiting my mom. She had this episode. She was watching it. And oh, hold on. Putting my dog on the couch. Sorry. Real life. Uh, and I remember seeing the moment where they're littering and thinking of, uh, of Anchorman. So they have this nice little uh, picnic. They're like, this is what we should do all the time. And he, he finishes his beer. He throws it across the grass. They, they shake off the, uh, the, the blanket that they're using with all the garbage, and they leave the garbage there. No harm, no foul. Littering didn't exist then. It wasn't a crime. It wasn't, a, it wasn't an issue. Uh, thanks. Thank you. Thank you, previous generations, for that. Um, now, part of the uh, being glamorous is, is you get to go to wonderful parties. And later on in the episode, uh, Jimmy ends up calling Betty directly, saying he couldn't get Dawn in the office, so he tried calling her. And he's that smooth talking, hey, baby, hey, honey, I'm having a party. They sold his TV show. Uh, and he wants to thank Dawn for his part in it. And uh, they sold the TV Someone was just, my nephew's screaming in the other room. They sold the TV show, and I wanted to thank Jimmy for his part in it. So, I mean, Jimmy wanted to thank Don, so he, and he really wanted to see Betty, I think. So he invited them to a party, um, and uh, Don was like, oh, he called you directly? Hmm, at home? He should have called me. Hmm. She's like, I think he likes talking to me. And Don's like, hmm, I don't like that, even though I'm having sex with his wife. Um... So that leads to them being at a party and Don and another guy and Bobby, which is Jimmy's wife, talking business. And Betty just kind of walks away and Jimmy approaches her and he's like, look at them over there. We're sitting at the kids table. He goes, what do you think they, what do you think um, about them together? Or basically he intimates to Betty that they're having an affair and we're just sitting here and having to deal with it um, or that he, he knows it. And Betty did not like it. He actually, you know, didn't let her walk away yet. It was a little forceful with her. I didn't like that. And, um, you know, he's, he basically was like saying, hey, he's basically let them know, you know, the two of them, they're, they're doing stuff behind our backs and they don't even care that we're here. They do it right in, they could be right in front of us. They don't even care that we're here. Uh, Jimmy seems okay with it because he's getting his TV show. Uh, Betty called him disgusting and walked away. Later, Jimmy goes to uh, the the, co the uh, coat check girl and pays for uh, Betty's little shawl that she has and says to Don, he goes, hey, I want to thank you for everything you got. I don't like anything about you, but I, but, um, but, you know, I want to thank you for your partner. And he's like, okay. And he basically said, um, 
you know, you don't sleep with another man's woman. I know what you're doing. I don't respect you. You know, you. I thank you, but you're you're trash and you know it. And uh, Don just kind of was frozen. And Jimmy said, thanks, hey, and says goodbye, leaving him frozen, leaving Betty frozen. Uh, and they kind of, like, they're just, like, in shock. Um, and, th- and when they're driving home, Betty finally gives in and throws up in the car, probably drinking too much and upset and um, just their stomach. Uh, and it's just funny that it's this is Don's new car and she threw up in it. So in your face, Don Draper, you get what you deserve for that shit. Um, and that's how the episode ends, but there is more going on in this episode. You know, with Roger, uh, there's a little bit we see. Obviously, he talks to Don about the car. He's in with Cooper talking about, um, talking about the, uh, the, the kind of Don's bigger role in the department. But also, uh, he ends up kind of uh, getting closer to Jane, Don's secretary. So earlier in the episode... Harry walks in on the guys and says, you know, Mr. Cooper wants to see me in his office. And uh, they're like, you need to, don't worry, you know, to talk about television. He says, uh, you need to, one of the guys said, um, you know, he's probably going to ask you about the painting. What painting? He got a new painting and he doesn't like, you know, what, what you say about it could be really important. So Jane says, hey guys, let's just go in his office right now. No one's there and look at the painting and maybe you can get an idea of what's going on. The guys freak out, but they follow Jane because she's good looking. Follow her into the into the office. They look at the painting for a while, and I thought the painting was the gold violin. I thought, okay, that's the gold violin. Um, that's not it. So they're in there for a little bit. Harry's trying to get something out of it. Uh, Ken Kenneth Cosgrove, the writer, um, says some interesting things about it that Sal seemed to really. Uh, like it seemed to catch on that Sal thinks that Ken is deeper than just some you know bachelor account guy. Uh, the more on that later. So Jane, um, I forget how the, the people talk. Rumors got out, and uh, Joan finds out that uh, this they broke into the room. She's pissed off. She basically tells Jane, "You're fired. You're out of here." Jane, I think her name's Jane, right? I'm not screwing up with this because later Rogers is Jane on Jane Street. Um, Jane, being uh, very calculated, went into uh, Mr. Sterling's office to say goodbye, quote-unquote. She knows he has an eye for her, so he goes in to say goodbye. He's like, what do you mean, say goodbye? What's going on? And she kind of says, you know, she tells what's going on. Not, She doesn't tell what they did, but she says that Jane fired her. And Roger's like, oh, Jane. I mean, Joan fired her. And he's like, oh, Joan, you know, she's, uh, she's engaged. She's going through a lot. It'll blow over over the weekend. Don't worry about it. Now, Roger says that, but really isn't, doesn't care enough to even do anything about it. He just wants her around. So when the weekend ends, she's back in the office, and Joan is all pissed off at her. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry, you didn't talk to Mr. Sterling? She goes, no. He goes, oh, well, he says you do this sometimes. You get angry, and it's not, not a big deal. And you can see there is some kind of rivalry between them. Jane realizes she has roger sterling's eye now the eye that joan used to have but joan's engaged now so roger i think did this for a couple reasons a because he likes jane but also to to stick it to joan right it has to be that it has to be that now there's no pete in this episode you know i want to see some psychopath uh uh you know future serial killer pete i don't see that uh Harry, the the guy in television, is does go in the meeting with Cooper, tries to bring up the conversation about the painting, and Cooper's like, you know, 
uh, he, he's like, what do you think about it? He goes, uh, it's none of your business. And, you know, he's, I like the way he talks like this. Um, he basically just wants to talk television. But then he does open up a little bit about, uh, you know, the fact that it's it probably will double in, in uh, what it's worth and, you know, what people think about it. He talked a little bit about it, but it was mostly about the numbers in TV. And that was really it for Harry. Um, I forget the guy who wears the scarves and the pipes. He's the one who kind of spilled the beans to Joan uh, about everyone breaking into the office. Um, the other main story going on in this episode was with Kenneth Kosarov and Sal. I don't know Sal's last name, but he's obviously the closeted homosexual man who has a wife and is living in the 60s and is closeted and can't come out and is afraid to come out, but he still likes to... I mean, I assume he knows this is about himself unless he's trying... unless he's just realizing it. I don't know. But he's got a young wife. He's got his mother living with him. Uh, and he's really kind of becoming more interested in Ken Gosgrove to the... You know, he said... Um, you know, I really liked that thing you wrote last time. I loved it. And Ken's like, really? I have something else for you to read. Could you, could you, you if you don't mind? And he's like, I'd love to. He basically wants to do anything to get closer to Ken right now. So he goes, how about I, you come over for dinner and I can give it back to you and I'll tell you how it is. We'd love to have you. Um, and he's like, okay, sure. Yeah, I guess. He finally, he gives in to go and have dinner. Doesn't think anything of it. But Ken, but Sal's like, yeah. Having this handsome young man coming to my place, and you know I've got a young wife, whatever. Um, so Sal's the older Italian gentleman. His mother came to live with her, and uh, this girl who had a crush on him also came, and he's got a younger wife. And basically, he's he's living the life he probably assumes he should be living, uh, but that doesn't change the sparkle in his eyes when he looks at Ken. Uh, he ba- he ignores his wife while he while they're having dinner. He just uh, doesn't want Ken to leave. He starts talking about the paint the the the, um, the story that he wrote and how lovely it is and how and how good it is. And the story Ken talks about is called the Gold Violin, and it's based on a violin he saw that's perfect in every way, except it can't play music. So that is what the story. That's the title of the st- of the episode, the Gold Violin. Something that's perfect in every way, but it can't do the one thing it's supposed to be doing. Is that Sal? Could Sal be someone who's who's good at his job, who's good at his, you know, at, at, at um, you know everything that he does, except he can't be the one thing he wants to be, which is with men. I don't know. Is that who that is? Is it is it Don Draper? Uh, you know, is it Sal? Is it Don Draper who's, you know, not, you know, he's good at what he does, but he's not exactly who he is. Um, you know, that's. I mean, that's really. It right, that's that's all it could be. I can't see it going for for uh, for Joan or Jane or anyone else. It has to be. I think the gold violin must be uh, like a metaphor for Sal. You know that he can't do the one thing it's meant to do, or it's supposed to be doing, or should be doing. And that's being with men. You know, and he can't do that in the sixties, or he's afraid to do it, so he doesn't do it. I, I guess I'm trying. I think. Uh, I usually all, all of my metaphors point back to Don Draper, but I'm not sure about that this time. And I'm, and I'm thinking, did I cover everything? I think I did. I feel like I've covered everything. We got Don, they got a new car. Uh, Betty threw up in it because she drank too much, thanks to Jimmy, who also confronted Don. Um, stupid phone. Um, we got uh, Harry, who looked at a painting, but really just had to talk TV with Cooper. 
who, along with Roger, gave Don kind of more responsibility. At the same time, Roger Sterling uh, didn't, wa- didn't want Jane to leave because he likes her too much. Um, and uh, he also wanted to undermine Joan, who wants Jane to leave because she disobeyed or she, because she does something wrong, but also, I think, because she's cute and, she, and Joan feels uh, probably insecure about it. That's why she's picking on her. Uh, and we got Ken Crossgrove wrote a nice short story that uh, Sal likes, but I think he likes Sal, he likes Ken himself even more to the point where he stole his lighter. And at the end of the episode, he's lighting up a cigarette with his lighter, probably thinking, you know, this is as close as I'm going to ever get to you. Um, but who knows? You, I never, you never know, because we're only in the seventh episode of the second season. We have, we have episodes upon episode, weeks upon weeks, years to go. Okay, we've got. We're going to be doing this if every if all goes right. We'll be doing this podcast well into 2020. 2020. It's only tw- and 2018 is almost done. Wait a minute. I mean, we have. Yeah, we're going to be doing. I'm trying to think how many episodes we have left. This is like my 18th or something episode. There's 90 episodes. I'm thinking 72. So yeah, we'll be in 2020 when this is done. I mean, hopefully, hopefully, uh, you know, the world isn't over. Or I'm still alive. Podcasting is still a thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, we're doing it. And you're coming along with me. And I want to tell you, there's a new way you can actually reach us. Uh, you can listen to us. So let's say you, you, I don't know what you listen to with podcasts, but if you have Spotify, Spotify, you can get podcasts on. And now you can get Made Man on Spotify. Just search Mad Men Podcast or Made Man Podcast. You can find us or you can go uh, to the website, fansonexperts.com slash Made Men. You'll find us there. We are available Everywhere podcasts are, are found, including the brand new Spotify availability. I'm really excited about that, and I hope you are too. My friends, thank you for listening. We're on Twitter at, at MadeManPod. I said the website already is fansnotexperts.com slash MadeMan. The uh, Facebook page is fansnotexperts. I need to start doing more with that. And yeah, on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn. Spotify, we're everywhere, okay? But I don't care how you listen. I just care that you listen. And if you want to reach out, it's MadeMan at fansnotexperts.com. I don't have a voicemail number yet. And Twitter at MadeMan. You can find us. You can email us, send us questions. Leave us reviews someplace. iTunes would be the best. My friends, thank you for listening. Thank you for coming on this journey. And I can't wait to talk to you next Friday as we continue this quest for me to achieve the status of made man made man that's my that's my uh in a world where mike becomes a made man my trailer voice Fans not experts.